the Senior Podcast Show. My name is Corey Lear. I am the Director of Communications for the Senior Companies and also the host of the Senior Podcast Show. As always, we are here today with another very special guest, Rebecca Holland. Welcome, Hello. Rebecca. Hi, thank you for having me. We are so glad that you're here today. Rebecca is the executive director of a community in our area called My Doctors Inn. My Doctors Inn is also one of our senior network partners. We are so pleased to be able to work with them and assist different clients throughout all of the different divisions within our two companies. Uh, Rebecca, you have a pretty good history in senior living, don't you? I do, yes. I've been at My Doctors Inn a little over eight years. Um, prior to that, I was at a skilled nursing home. Um, so I have been, I've been in senior living for some, it seems like a lifetime (laughs) (laughs) in a good way. (laughs) Yes. In a good way. Yes. So you actually got into senior living through a different route. We've had some guests who have been on, who just started right in senior living, you know, they wanted to work with seniors and this and that, but yours started a little bit differently. Yeah. Mine started a little bit differently. So I actually got my nursing license. I worked with a particular doctor that had kept telling me, you got to go to this place, you got to go and apply, they need you. I'm like, it doesn't sound like it would be (laughs) like a good fit for Rebecca. I don't know. So I went, I actually had an interview um, and history kind of wrote itself. Here I am. Um, Eight years later, it was a great fit. Um, I started out actually as their staff nurse um, and then have moved up from there. That's incredible. That's so funny. You're like, oh, I'm not sure. And then you're like, oh, I guess it was home and I I guess that makes it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love it. So we brought you here today to talk about something, how to recognize maybe that someone needs a little bit more help. So if you have been a member of our audience, you will know that we've been talking about senior living and the many facets that go along with it from the different levels of care in between, whether that's assisted living, independent living, or memory care. We also talked about how to incorporate more socialization skills and more opportunities for that throughout the various levels, whether that's at home or that's in the community setting. We talked about some family dynamics on how some people want to make that transition and some people are saying, oh, no way. Right. So we really wanted to be able to educate our audience on some other things, some other facets of senior living. And so what if, you know, the situation arises where somebody does need a little bit more help Um, Maybe they're not necessarily aware or they are aware and staying in the home just doesn't work anymore. Right. So, so sometimes what happens is families and and seniors have a lot of resistance of moving somewhere. Um, You know, they're at home. Yeah, they're at home, but it's getting to be a little bit too much. You know, they're having difficulty in the kitchen cooking or getting into the shower like we used to into the bathtub, Mm -hmm. you know, different things arise and, and everybody's situation is a little bit different. What I tell families when they come in is that the time that you want to make the move is before we need so much assistance, right? So that you can enjoy the great amenities. You can be part of the family, um, get to know people, you know, when you're at your, your best, right? So that way, as things change, we change with you. You're at home, you're in your apartment, we're going to change and do whatever it is that you need. But that way you're home, nothing has to change. We kind of change what needs to happen so that everything is met, all needs are met. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, the way they can just enjoy the community, enjoy the residents. I have residents of all different calibers, some independent, some not. It just depends. So, 
beyond, we talk a lot about like needing, whether that's ADLs and those are activities of daily living, right. just for our audience to review, that's like grooming and bathing, showering, toiletting, right. dressing, things yep. like that. Mm-hmm. But what are some, maybe some health concerns that would make someone think about that transition into a system? Yeah. Living? So sometimes a lot of people have difficulties with their health at home to where maybe they're having difficulty managing their blood sugar, or maybe they're having difficulty, um, they just got a new... Uh, ostomy or they recently had a stroke and are having more difficulty popping their meds or something like that. Um, The great part about my doctors in is we do a whole continuity of care. So if they need assistance with diabetes and managing that, we get them on a diabetic diet. Our chef prepared meals are, are already low carb, low sugar. So their sugars start to line up better. They're usually on less insulin, less medication than if they were at home trying to manage themselves with you know, heaven forbids, if somebody doesn't cook, they go to fast food or maybe yeah. the TV dinners or something, which isn't the greatest option sometimes, right? Um, so we do the diabetic care. Again, if people have recently had a stroke at home or something happened, we assist them with physical therapy, getting better with that. Um, different ostomy care, we do that. If they need a Foley catheter, a super pubic catheter, anything like that, we, we take care of that for them as well. And I actually think that those types of care, ostomy care and Foley catheter care, I I feel like they're more common than people think they are. Yeah, they're super and common. And a lot of the time you just can't see it. No, right. Yes, people like hide that. covered by the clothing. Yeah. You can get Foley casts. You can get a leg bag yeah. for that. So you're not like carrying around, th- right. carrying around that. So you can have these types of issues and... Right. And people won't know. No, yeah. Nobody knows. You know, um, I think sometimes there is, you know, the difficulty with, with people's health and, and people age differently. Some people age really well. Mm-hmm. Some people have more physical difficulties or more cognition difficulties. It just depends on the person. But sometimes people feel like, oh, well, because she needs help and I don't I don't want to be the person that needs help or needs assistance. But everybody needs something different. So Again, there. I always tell families and residents, there are people just like yourself that have ostomies, that have these things, but we're helping them, right? So you can see that they're doing really well because we're helping them. They're in the right environment. They're getting the, the, the care that they need compared to if they were at home by themselves. What if I was interested in assisted living, but I felt like I didn't necessarily need like those health-related concerns mm-hmm. or um, what are like some assessments that you do to sort of bring those issues into light as far as the health issues yeah yeah so when I do the pre-admission assessments I talk with the resident and family about you know their health how has their health been what is the doctor saying you know how how are we managing things at home if they're not able to bring those into light because some people aren't um, as giving with information, absolutely, right? yeah. which is okay. Um, but again, we kind of base it off of, you know what, you have worked your whole life. You've, you've done all of these things. Now it's your turn to take it easy. It's your turn to, for somebody to take care of you, right? Somebody else is going to do the cooking. Somebody else is going to do the cleaning. If somebody did my laundry, I'd be so happy. <laughs> that is my um, thing too. Everybody's yes. afraid to lose their independence. I'm like, if that's losing the independence and you're going to cook and clean for me, honey, right. sign me up. Yeah, I'm sign dependent. Me up. And- <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Again, it's just making what we talk about a lot at my doctor is quality of life. So as people age and as you get up there and you're spending time with the grandkids and you're trying to maintain a household and shovel the snow and all of these things, it's a lot. Right. So the easier that you can make it and the more quality time that you have with your loved ones, um, we feel like it's just brings out that quality of life even more. 
So would you, would you like, if they decided like, yep, assisted living is the place for me, like, do you go through all of their meds? Is that a requirement? Yeah, it's not a requirement. Um, I do have some residents that take their own medications as long as the doctor has prescribed them. Um, but we do our, um, our cost is included in the medication management. So everything is rolled into that pricing. So there's nothing that they have to pay for additionally. Um, we reorder the meds for them. If they need diabetic supplies, we order those. Ostomy supplies, anything that they need um, as far as healthcare, we take care of that for them as well. I think those are huge questions to ask, as a matter of fact, because you guys, I mean, your community specifically, like one-stop shop for yes. all of that. However, talking with other communities who who say assisted living might not offer those types of care or they might say that's an additional, additional cost. cost. So yes. I think bringing that to light mm-hmm. and saying like, we specifically do that, how right. some do not. So no, asking right. those questions and making sure you have a really good idea is mm-hmm. super important, especially right. whether or not you need it. Right. Yeah. And maybe you don't need it right now, but maybe down the road you need it. And that way, yeah. as, again, as things change, we're, we're right there changing with you, whether it be, you know, transfer status changing, you know, our health needs are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's changing in, in their day-to-day life, we are there to meet their needs and make sure that we've put different systems in place to make sure that we can still care for them um, safely and, and again, meet all of their needs. I think sometimes what happens when people are researching um, senior living is that they look and call somewhere and they'll say, oh, okay, it's this cost. But then they move in and realize, oh, well, there's also this cost. And then there's this cost if you want me to check on you every couple hours. Or there's this cost for me to empty your Foley catheter bag. Um, So they end up spending much, much more than had they looked at a place that that does all of those things for them. That's exactly right. You think you're getting a better deal on the front end. Right. And then you're like, oh, now this happened. And and those charges add up really quickly. Yes. And they're really not cheap. No, yeah, it ends up being usually a little bit more. I would think it would um, be more monthly because again, you know, and and sometimes what happens is what they're telling you on paper. That's exactly what they do. So if they're saying um, we're going to check on you, or we're going to, you know, make sure you take your medications, or we're going to do a safety check, their safety check is just them walking into the room. Oh, okay, and walking back out. Um, where at my doctor's in, we, you know, if you need a safety check, perfect. If you need more assistance, toileting you know, something we're right there. We're doing anything that they need at every single check. So that's a really big difference. And so again, we just encourage our listeners to make sure that you ask all of those questions. And again, just because, Hey, you don't need it right now. Like just say, if something happens, accidents do happen yep. or all of a sudden health crises do happen. Right. It can happen to anybody at any time. It could happen to me right right now. Yeah, You never know. <laughs> yeah. But it, making sure you're protected, it's almost like in an insurance. In right. Sense. Yeah. Like, it's, and it's, it's nice okay to be overcovered. No. Right. And it's nice to, to move into a community where you don't have to worry about down the road. Well, we're going to have to find some else for mom because mm-hmm. they don't offer this. Or we're going to have to look for dad a different place um, because they're not able to meet this need. You know, we sit down with families every single day. I just sat with a family yesterday and said, this is where we're at. Things have changed for her. But let's do this. And then we try something different. Usually, again, we, we find that, um, that that great space for them, right, to where she, her quality of life is still there. And we're able to meet all of those needs. Even though she moved in semi-independent, now she needs a little bit more assistance. The staff is giving her any assistance that she needs. I'm really glad that you brought that situation up because my question is, 
to have that conversation and have it be started, did the resident themselves say, hey, I'm noticing that I need more help? Uh, or was it just slowly? Because you do get to know people so right. good. You're like, hmm, I'm noticing that Sally's like, she's not doing some of the same things she was before. Right. Yeah. It was my staff noticing that she needed a little bit more assistance. Um, and then me speaking with the family during their visits, like, you know, she's needing a little bit more assistance. You know, we were doing these things before, but now the staff is helping her even more. Um, and the family said, you know, we've been seeing a little bit, but we didn't know, all again, of all of the, the assistance that they were helping with, right? So they see, again, when, when we want families to visit, we want it to be a quality visit where you come, you enjoy your time, maybe you visit on Main Street, have coffee, whatever it is, so that it's that quality visit time. You're not worried about care and if they've eaten today, um, if they've taken their medications, because it's all taken care of, right? So again, they knew that she needed a little bit of assistance. The caliber that she was getting, they were unaware of, so we talked about it. I mean, a lot of the time, like, when I would go and visit people, I'm like, you know, oh, your fridge looks empty. You need this. Let me clean this for you. Let me do right. this for you. And then you're running around, and then you've not done anything. Anything. Well, yeah, no visiting. That, yeah, right? You're right. not talking no, like right. you should or mm-hmm. whatever, trying to figure out some activity to do together that day because right. you're stocking the fridge and you're taking out the trash. And, right. And all right. Stuff, which is fine. More than happy to do it. But it is sure. nice when you don't have to have that worry because you know. No, right. Because you know what's being done. Yeah, absolutely. How long would you say that you started noticing those things before you had the conversation? Or and do you try to ap- approach the resident first? Yeah, so I didn't try try I did not try to approach the resident first because she does have a little bit of memory impairment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did approach the family, but it doesn't take us long. We again, we we tend to get um very close. We know yeah. people very very well. It doesn't take us too long to notice a change. Usually within a few days, we we always say people get a bad day, right? All of us have a bad day. Absolutely. You know, you have a sluggish morning. You don't want to get up. You're cranky today. Just like the seniors, everybody gets a bad day. So so we give it a couple days. If things are still the same, right, or they're not getting back to their normal, then we start to look at and say, maybe it's a different level of care we need to talk about. Maybe something's happening. Is there a bladder infection underlying? So we rule out different things to make sure, again, that this is actually a change for them, this is the new normal, and then we make changes from there. I love that you mentioned trying to figure out if there's something medically going on. That yes. is so huge yes. because a lot of the time, especially with those types of infections, mm-hmm. they're going along, everything's okay. They get a UTI, a urinary tract infection, and then the next thing you know, like they are not themselves. No, yes. And it's amazing how much more those type of infections affect us as we age versus like someone who was already no right yeah absolutely yeah they it throws them into such a difficulty right a lot of behaviors a lot of changes um i have spoken to a lot of family members that were living at a different community and they would call and say well they kicked my dad out um he was having behaviors and i'll say okay well what did the hospital say well he has a urinary infection you know his oxygen level was low Mm -hmm. and he was dehydrated i'm like well that once you fix those things I bet you he's going to be much better. Um, and again, they treat the UTI, they fix everything, and he's much better. But the last community said, well, we're, we can't take him back. He has behaviors. When really, they looked at the behaviors, not at the person behind the behaviors, right? Again, the great part about knowing our residents so well is that we can pick up on it very quickly when it's a behavior. And I think, too, like with your perspective and your mindset, like you, you know, bef- as your nursing career is like those mm-hmm. types of things are ingrained on you. And I think right. having someone in a leadership position, not saying that if you don't have it, you can't do the same, but having someone in that leadership position with those types of backgrounds Mm -hmm. is even more important because you know that those things are at the forefront and pass that 
down to right. the people who are doing like yeah, first hand care. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I educate staff on a daily basis of different things to look for, different ways to approach dementia, different care tactics. Right. So so I have been in healthcare a long time. And when I worked at the hospital and we had residents that or patients that had difficulty with dementia or Alzheimer's, you know, it there wasn't any specific training. But now that I've been in senior living, you know, we do specific training. We we talk about meeting the reality, understanding where they're at, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to trying to bring them to your reality. You know, I'll go to communities and assess people and I'll hear the staff say to them, oh, you're it's we're going to you already ate something or we've already done that or we'll do this. Where, yes, they have, but really if you would have said, you know what, yes, let's go, I'm going to go make you something, and then we'll do this, right? Um, again, it's just in that education piece. A lot of coaching, right? Um, nobody's perfect. We're all human beings. We make mistakes. But as long as people and staff are able to be coached, even families, I've, I've had to educate some families on, you know, That's it's not. That's a huge part of your job, yeah. actually, is talking with families and yes. making sure that people understand, the residents understand, that the families understand. Right. All, both the, like, physical assistance side but also some of those medical pieces and right. how they fit in and yeah and that example you used is perfect mm-hmm. of it yeah right give that medication some time to kick in and i think you right. you may find um, right and some people some people don't come back from it right some people something. don't yes but some most if it if it is just a true bladder infection mm-hmm. and they're having difficulties yeah. most people will recover at least as those behaviors go mm-hmm. they may have some more difficulty i just had a family member um, their dad had to have his foot amputated. Aww. So the anesthesia after he didn't have any behaviors before, Aww. but the anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now it's a difficulty, right? He was living an independent and now they're like, well, where do we go? What do we do? And I'm like, he is a perfect candidate for assisted living. You know, I think he was nine, he's 92. Um, and I That's said a big to them, surgery to go through yes. at, at 92. I know that. And then on, and on top of it now, the, the anesthesia has, altered his cognition a little bit. So they're yeah. trying to bounce back from that. They're trying to bounce back from nutrition wise because he's been having more difficulty in a different setting as a hospital, right? Yeah. Um, so we talked about being able to meet his needs, being able to do different things to ensure again that his quality of life is preserved. And as we move forward, if we look at hospice care or palliative care, we're right there for him. Who when someone brand new comes into the community, mm-hmm. like you just mentioned, you're having all of these sort of discovery conversations sure. with all the these residents and their families like who helps create that care plan so myself um usually if i do the pre-admission assessment i will help create the care plan i do work with um, a nurse and a resident care partner that do the service plans with me as well so what i tell the staff is the service plan is really their bible to know that resident to know exactly what they need so we we really make it um very foolproof you know one person assists for these tasks, or they love, you know, we, we talk about how they go to the bathroom, how they're going to get to a meal, how they're going to take their medications. Mm-hmm. We also talk about the good things, right? Like they love music. They love cards. Um, they practice mm-hmm. this religion. So that, that way the staff can understand them. I always tell the staff, if you're going in with a new resident, the first thing I would do is to read the Bible and then address the oh, resident, yeah, you gotta right? you got to read that chart. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and too, if you're new and they're new, even if you just say, hey, I know you love to play spades. Right. Like, if you're having the time, like, oh, we have this going on. Right. That's similar to absolutely. that. Absolutely, Helps yeah. them feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Feel more comfortable. Yeah, and you want to be included, right? I think sometimes when people look at senior living, they think, well, this is where we go near the end. And that's really not the case. It's where you go to enjoy your time to to make those relationships right. I've had a lot of residents that have been reluctant to move 
the family has made the move. And then a few weeks down the road or a few months down the road, they're like, you know what? I hate to tell my daughter this, but she was right. <laughs> it is wonderful, right? So again, making the transition, it just makes it much easier for them. You get to enjoy everything. And again, be part of that community. You, you are not useless. You are you still have a purpose. Um, we, we need you at My Doctors in to fulfill that purpose. So I think it's very interesting. I got the opportunity to come and take a tour of your community and get to know you guys a little bit better in that way. But we met a client, a resident, I yes. should say, a resident of yours, mm-hmm. who didn't need the care, but his spouse did. Yes. And yep. so I think that's a really interesting perspective as well, because mm-hmm. we always think, oh, that person has to go alone. But that's not true either. No, you can right. come, like you said, everybody ages differently. Their needs are different. So mm-hmm. you have a married couple and, you know, he might need more care and the other may not. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it and that's just available depends. too. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be separated because to be separated. someone needs more help. No. Right. And right. I think that's a preconceived notion as well. That mm-hmm. was a, such a beautiful story. Yeah, um, I know. He's such a sweetheart. Mr. Yeah. Les. yeah. It's time for the senior podcast show, Senior Spotlight, where seniors share their stories. <laughs> Name is Sylvester Pagano. I go by Les. And I've been here uh, over a year, a year and four months. We we had to come here because my wife developed uh, early stages of dementia. So we couldn't stay in the house anymore. And... Uh, my kids, I have four children, a daughter and three uh, sons. They looked, and this is the place they chose. They checked many places and they said this was the one that they really, really liked. And I've, I've liked it since I've been here. It's been really good. My wife and I both moved here. You know, she passed away in, in March due to the complications with the uh, dementia. And uh, she had uh, a, a form of blood, a blood disorder and, there were, and she had other problems, and but they were fantastic the way they took care of her. And uh, I can't say enough about these people. They're just, to me, they're like a second family. I, I tell my kids that. I say, you're my first family, but I got a second family here. And I really mean that. I was having trouble keeping up with things uh, at, at the house. I got arthritis a little bit, so it was, I was hiring things out, but you still have to do things in the house that you have to do, and I was just unable to do them anymore. I was taking care of her too, and she she got to the point where she couldn't go up and down the stairs, and she couldn't cook anymore. So we had a lot of carryouts, and you know, and the kids they talked to us about that, and they and my it was my daughter who uh, said, Dad, I think you should really think about assisted living, mm-hmm. and I did. The kids were really worried. Dad, are you going to be able to? adjust to a assisted living. And I was a little hesitant, to be honest with you. And the first week I was here was a little rough, but then I got to meet people and got to, we got doing a lot of things. And uh, like I say, it's, uh, it isn't like my second family here. It's funny because I have talked to a lot of adult children that their dad is at home with mom and dad's taking care of mom, but it's getting yeah. to be too much for a dad. Um, and, and dad doesn't want to move. He's not ready, but mom really needs the assistance. Mm-hmm. So when I go to do the assessments, I always try to talk to both of them. You have to think these people have been together for 65 years. Separated. I mean, some yeah. people do, but I wouldn't want no, to. No, yeah, not at all. So, so I try to, again, bring them if we can, right? If they're agreeable. If not, I say anytime you want to visit, anytime you're here, you know, you are part of the family, you eat with them. We, we had one, we have a married couple that lives with us now. And similar to Mr. Les's story, 
Um, the mister needed more help than the missus. And the wife was still living at home, but she came every single day. Um, but then she, we started to notice a difficulty when she would come every day. She would have difficulties. So we notified the family, um, spoke with them at length, and just said, you know, she seems like she needs a little bit more help. She's forgetting things. Now she lives with us as well. Um, so well, again, that's a no-brainer. At that I know. Point, right? Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, Let's save your drive. Yes, please. Yeah. So we can definitely meet a married couple needs anything that they need. I think that's so cool. Yeah. And here's the thing. Ha- calling and maybe saying, hey, I noticed that about your mom mm-hmm. is not always the easiest conversation no, right. to have. However, honestly, she could have maybe wrecked the car. She no, could have right. gone to the grocery store separately and fallen right. getting out of the car or whatever her, her right. issues were yeah, or something. challenges that you were mm-hmm. noticing. Like it really could save you from right. having to go through those right. types of things. Yeah. Or I think, too, I wanted to bring up, um, you mentioned how well you know, you get to know people at communities and know their likes and dislikes and mm-hmm. maybe something's wrong. Um, maybe an infection has popped up, but like how much more quickly you can address that right. because they're there. You don't necessarily have to be sent out to the hospital and do that entire rigmarole through right. that system because a lot of times it's hospital and then it's subacute skilled nursing facility for rehab. Like right. by getting to know them and having them be somewhere where you're already being cared for, Mm -hmm. the chances of you avoiding that obviously is not a hundred percent because things happen. (laughs) But if it is something like that, you can address that because doctors do make visits there. Yeah. The doctors are there once a week. Yep. That's right. Mm -hmm. Or you have nurses available who can make those assessments. So that's literally what they're trained to do. That triage Mm -hmm. type of thing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, Try to have no um, delay in care or delay in treatment. So if there is a UTI, we're sending it that day. We're calling the doctor. Hey, I have called the doctor myself and been like, listen, I sent the (laughs) UA, but I need something today because I'm telling you this is what it is. And they they will give an order. Again, they know them just as well as we do. Actually, one of our doctors just retired. Um, He was 76. That's so hard when that happens. I know. We were like, are you sure you want to retire? He's like... I've had enough. It's time. I'm like, all right, I'm, yeah. that's okay. Um, but again, he the relationship that we had, he knew them so well, just like us. Um, phenomenal. And I would call him and say, listen, Dr. DeVoe, this is what's happening. I need something for Jane. And he'd be like, go ahead. I got it. Yeah. Just write it. I'll take care of it. I got it. And that way there's no delay. So you're not waiting. You know, yeah. you're, you're anticipating their needs. You have everything in place. Well, because like you said, too, that delay, I don't know if something else can happen. If there are behaviors or something's going on, there's a fall or then they are dehydrated. And then it just can snowball so quickly, oh, yeah, yeah, so especially quickly. if people do have underlying other comorbidities mm-hmm. or secondary health situations. Sure. Just that slight imbalance mm-hmm. can just makes a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a lot of stress to maybe be able to negotiate away from. Right. Yeah. We try. We try very, very hard to 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 stay away from the hospital, right? And do everything we can to treat in yeah. in house um and make sure their needs are met. Yeah, I love that. So we have been talking about the different ways to sort of head on, the different questions to ask about um assisted living and memory care, mm-hmm. um, how to sort of approach those conversations, how you guys can sort of head off those bigger situations. Right. Um, but can you tell me more about my doctors and because it is a really unique place. Um, I, I will link in our description, a video that the senior company has made for you guys. Oh, and perfect. it, and it does show like pictures of the community and it mm-hmm. does show them, um, a video of obviously you talking, but I really want them to see 
some of your most unique features. Sure. Which is like Bain Street and you guys have like a family and a kid zone to really help people be encouraged to yeah. bring the little mm-hmm. the little ones. Because yeah, absolutely. I think people sometimes think you can. I know, yeah. Um we just had a resident that that would bring her son, he was four, and they the other residents just loved it. They love it. Sometimes I bring my kids in and they're like, Oh my gosh, come here. Um they love seeing the little kids. Yeah, they love the kid zone. Um, we have a library. Sometimes people forget that people used to love to read at home or maybe they would read the newspaper. So we always have the newspaper available for them in the library. Um, the activity room, the hair salon, you know, other places, yes, have activity rooms and hair yeah. salons. But what makes the great part about my doctor's in is, again, that continuity of care. So as you transition from assisted living and maybe we need more memory care or maybe we need more hospice care or something, we we move right with you. Right. We're not going to look for another place. This is home. Um, even if we transition to memory care, that the community is still their home. So a lot of our memory care residents yeah. come to assisted living for different activities that they love. Um, we, If they're able to participate, we bring them. When yesterday, uh, Santa came to visit, so everybody came out, saw Santa, got a Santa gift. Um, whether it be memory care, AL, that is their home, right? So we bring them wherever um, the activity is happening. Again, the great part is that we're not looking for placement elsewhere. You know, it's a big decision to move into a senior living. Um, and then add on top of it, six months down the road, they say to you, oh, well, we can't meet her needs anymore, so you have to look for somewhere else. It's a um, huge how stressor. Yeah. And it's really costly to have to change places again. No, Whether right. I mean, it is, you are downsized, the, you know, it is mm-hmm. a smaller, it's not the right. same transition from a home, but it is still very costly right. to change oh, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially when you go, we started a community where they're charging you for different things. And then Mm -hmm. as you keep going, Mm -hmm. they're charging you for more things. And it's just, it's not ideal. Um, Again, some assisted livings won't offer hospice care um, or palliative care or things like that. But again, at my doctor's in, we, Mm -hmm. we love our residents. They are our reason for breathing, right? So anything we can do to enhance that quality of life and bring them, keep them in their home um, and bring their family in with them and bring all the services to them, we bring right to them. I think the community itself is really amazing, too. Just the environment. I mean, they have a three-story atrium. Yes. So you just walk into this giant, huge room, and it looks like you're outside on the inside. On the inside, yeah. Main Street is awesome. Yeah, they and, love it. Yeah, it's like um, they have, like, lampposts and trees and the different rooms that you mentioned, like the library mm-hmm. and the hair salon and the activities room all look like they, like you're going into like a downtown, like yeah. a cute downtown, mm-hmm. like typical, like American, I yeah. don't know how to explain it yeah. exactly, like small town into like a store. It's the, yeah. it's the coolest. It is. Yeah. And a lot of residents love to sit on Main Street and just people watch, Um, you know, when you're at home. It's hard because it's if you're by yourself and you're living alone at home, it, there's no socialization. Um, the great part about Main Street is that even if there's no activity, there are residents sitting down, having a coffee, mm-hmm. chit-chatting about, you know, the ladies love to get together to talk about the men. Um, <laughs> some of the men get together to talk about the ladies. So it's just, it's, it's such a great um, community feel. We're just such a big family. You guys have so many fun activities. We mentioned some of the different aesthetics within the community. How can our listeners and our audience contact you? Yeah, so you can call the community. Um, I am there usually six days a week, five to six days a week. Our sales associate, sales director, Nikki Mason, is there as well. Um, So you just call our number. We're there. Um, Even if we're not there, there's somebody there that can show you around, Um, give you a tour, make you feel welcome, right? Um, 
it's funny, as I go with tours, I always have to tell the tours, I'm a familiar face for our residents, so don't get alarmed when they all come flocking to me um, needing something, right? Um, so it's just, it's great. I've had tours tell me, it was wonderful. You know, we went to the last place, and nobody even talked to the person that was touring us, but gosh, they're all talking to you. They all want to know where you're going, who your friend is. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a very welcoming environment. You know, they, they want to know what's going on, and even more so, you know, as people move in and, and we get new residents, we want to put them with people that they would get along with, right? You want yeah, to have that course. camaraderie. Yeah. Um, we have a golden girls table, so we try to sit the ladies with each other. Um, so anything, again, to to enhance that quality of life and really make their move to senior living as easy as possible for them. I appreciate you sharing all of the information you provided us. I really hope it gave our listeners a better insight of some questions to ask and also some things to be aware of when looking for assisted living. Um, Not everybody is going to offer all of the things that my doctor is in offers. And so making sure that you're armed or at least you're aware with a list of things that are the most important to you, um, whether that is with those ADLs that we talked about or that's medically um. Or it's just the social fun aspect of it, like making sure that they're aware, like have a good idea of what you want. Absolutely. That's why we encourage people to go sooner rather than after some sort of crisis. Yeah, absolutely. And the more, listen, the more information you have, the better, the more you can be informed and, and really look at these communities and say, you know what? This one, I, when I went to, it just felt right. Um, you're, you're going to feel so much better about that decision. Um, and you're going to be able to sit back and say, gosh, you know, I was reluctant at first, but I didn't make the right decision. It's it's working out. I love it. Um, so it, it is a good move. Yeah, it's, it's always really hard, like you said, when you're trying to think of all the things that go into that transition. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once it's done, you sit back and relax and be like, wow, I really don't have to worry about all this right. <laughs> Or why did I wait so long? I've had yeah. residents tell me, I don't know why I waited so long. Um, I should have come maybe made the move sooner. Um, again, you know, when you look at, at us younger people and people think you're not going to say that you're going to get to a point, you know, you're going to want to still do those things as far as cooking and cleaning and, and absolutely. But again, there's something to be said about taking it easy and you, you earned the right to take it easy, right. And enjoy those years, enjoy that time with your family so that you don't have to stress about who's going to shovel the snow or who's going to cut the grass or who's taking the trash out, um, different things like that just makes it so much easier for them. Yeah, or even else, you know, we, some of us don't want to put that burden on our family either. Mm-hmm. And so then you feel bad asking, but then you have all these things piling up. Right. Yes. Yeah. But if you have any questions about assisted living or what are some signs or some tell, some telltale signs that it's time to maybe start thinking about those things, you can reach me, Corey, at kl at theseniormovers.com, or you can reach me by phone at 586-204-8500. Would you like to provide the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, yeah. So our building number is 586-838-5900. And then you always can contact me via email as well. It's our, my last name is H-O-L-L-A-N-D at mydoctorsin.com. Again, Rebecca, we appreciate you coming. You really gave us a different perspective because I think yeah, just from your your background, we appreciate you coming. Thank you. Thank and you for having me. Yeah. Again, uh, uh, any more information on My Doctors In, you can find in the description down below. Thank you for coming. Thank you. you Got to give us a cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yay. <laughs> okay.